This is the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. We help you grow your faith as you grow your business. And now, your host, Jesse Cole. Hey, welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Today's episode is entitled Lead with No Apologies. Leading with No Apologies. And it is a recording of a talk that I did at a local Rotary Club for some business leaders um, a couple of months ago. And so we had a great time there, got some great feedback. And I'm sure that you're going to get some benefit from this talk, from this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Kingdom Mogul podcast entitled Lead with No Apologies. Thank you very much for the warm introduction. Um, Today we're going to talk about leading with no apologies. Leading with no apologies. Now I'm willing to bet that if I ask you to raise your hand, if you are a leader in this room, everybody would raise their hand. All right, so I'm, I'm going to do a test. If you are a leader in this room, raise your hand. If nobody's raising your hand, then somebody's not listening. All right? I believe that leadership is all about influence. It's all about one life influencing another. It has nothing about how much money you make. It has nothing about uh, your, your, your title at your job. Nothing about spreadsheets. Nothing about data. It's all about one life influencing another. So if you have life experiences, if you have children, if you have aunts, if you have uncles, right, you can influence them in some kind of way. So because you can influence them, that means you are what? Whether you, whether you want to do it or not, right? And so what I love to do, and we're going to get into it in just a second, my purpose in life is to encourage and equip you to become the better version of yourself. That's why I'm here on earth. That's why I was created. When I look at all of my experiences throughout life, I've always been the one who encouraged and helped other people get better. I love it. I played college basketball, and I wasn't as confident on the court as I am doing this. Won a lot of awards, but I wasn't as confident on the court or on the field when I played high school football as I am doing this. I really believe this is my sweet spot. And so what I want to do today, my only objective today, is to encourage you and equip you to lead from a place unapologetically, to be okay with who you are. Of course, we get better every single day. But to be okay with who you are, start there and get better. Now, one thing happens happens to us when we go to to school. We get our degrees. We get educated. Uh, as my grandmother said, we get educated, right? We get educated. We get all this knowledge. We get all this experience. But something happens. In the process, many of us, we lose ourselves. We, lo- we lose the core of who we are. We lose the core of what we were created to be. Because society begins to shape what's acceptable. But again, we're talking about leading with no apologies today. So today, I want you to understand, not just listen to me, but I want you to walk away with at least one strategy, one principle to help you lead with no apologies, starting today. Not next year, not tomorrow, but today. All right? So that's why I'm here. My assignment in life 
is to help business leaders grow their faith as they grow their business, to grow their confidence as they grow their business. You can have all the, the head knowledge in the world, but not have the confidence. How many of you know that it takes confidence to go into an office every single day and to make phone calls every single day, even though you're getting hung up on at least 50 times a day? I know because I've done that before. It takes confidence to work at a place where you feel as if you don't even belong there, the, the environment is toxic. It takes confidence, it takes faith to show up every single day and do that work. And if you're married, it takes faith to be married. If you have children, it takes faith to be a parent. Because every day is not going to be cupcakes. Every day, you're going to be challenged. The core of you is going to be challenged. And you're going to have a decision to make. Do I crumble or do I climb? Do I crumble under the pressure or do I climb? It takes faith to climb, right? And so I, I, I'm thankful that I understand why I'm here and what kind of value I can bring to the world. And so there are a few pictures here of some leaders that we've been able to, you know, talk to and help and all that good stuff. But I love what I do, all right? This is my family here. My wife and I, we just celebrated 12 years of marriage. Give us a hand, please. Yeah, it takes faith. It takes faith, y'all. It takes faith. All right. All right, so this is a, um, an older picture of us. My son, he's six now. He just turned six in July. His name is Dean. My wife's name is Shalina, and my daughter's name is Naya. She's three. Somebody come help me with her. She's trying to run my house, y'all. She's trying to run my house. But she, like, that's, that's my princess. I love her to death. I love her. So this is part of my why. This keeps me grounded. When days get, get long and I come home and I hear those little feet patting on the ground and they're saying, Daddy's home. Oh, that's, that is the, one of the best sounds of, that I could ever hear in my life. But here's some real talk. Let's get into it. Here's some real talk. This quote by Gerald Ford, it says, I, I feel it is my first duty to make an unprecedented compact with my countrymen. Not an inaugural address, not a fireside chat, not a campaign speech, just a little straight talk among friends. And that is what I want to do today. That is the kind of environment I want to set today, some straight talk. Because I believe that somebody in this room right now, you are at a crossroads. It doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter where you are in your career. It doesn't matter where you are in your age. You are at a crossroads. You have some decisions to make in your career, in your family, within yourself. You have some decisions to make right now. And somebody has been losing sleep because it's been weighing heavy on your mind. But I want to encourage you today that by the end of this presentation, either you're going to be affirmed or some things are going to be confirmed for you. I'm not going to waste your time. We only have one life to live, and we cannot put another life on layaway. Once we're done, we are done. So I want to make sure that I encourage you and I equip you to be who you were created to be right now. All right, everybody good with that? Good, good stuff. You were created to dominate in your assignment. Now, many people are afraid of that word dominate, but I don't want you to be afraid of that word dominate because you are created to produce in your specific area of gifting, and not only that, not just produce, but do it at such a high level 
that you no longer have to chase people, they begin to find you. I want you to be at a place, no matter your age, no matter your career, no matter your money, it doesn't matter. I want you to be at a place to where you're saying, I'm going to walk, I'm going to leave with no apologies, and I'm going to dominate in my specific area of gifting. Now listen to this. Domination does not mean that I have to put you down. Domination is not competition. It takes a strong person to compliment. Domination is not competition. Domination is you are so focused on what you're supposed to be doing in life. You have those blinders on like those thoroughbreds at the, at the derby. They can't look left or right. They're so focused on what they're supposed to be doing that they can't even be concerned about what everybody else is doing. You're so focused on taking the right strides and keeping your right form. That's what I'm talking about as far as dominating. Dominating. So when I hear the word dominate, this is what, this is what I hear. Take ownership. Leading with no apologies means that you take ownership. Take ownership of what? Your life, your thoughts, your beliefs, where you want to go, where you want to live, where you want to work, how you want your family to be. Take ownership. Don't just let things happen. Take ownership in every area of your life. And sometimes, listen guys, sometimes that's going to hurt because you're going to see some things you don't like about yourself. And so now you got to start doing that work, that cultivating, to get better in those areas. But you're taking ownership in that area. Not only that, you can influence culture. You can walk into a room and influence that environment. You can change the temperature of a room just because you showed up. Now, by a show of hands, how many of you guys believe you can do that? Thank you, thank you, thank you. i got some leaders in here today. I'm so excited. Listen, you can walk into a boardroom and change the environment just because you are in the room. Leave with no apologies, guys. Leave with no apologies. You command attention. You don't have to say, hey, everybody, look at me. No. Because you walk in excellence, because you leave with no apologies, people have to pay attention to you. Because you have your blinders on and you're not worried about the distractions, people are going to take notice and they have to pay attention to you. Not only that, you have the power to shift the climate. You have the power to shift government. City, national, world government. You have the power to shift government. Why? Because you are in the room. You got to believe that. You got to believe you have that much power on the inside of you that somebody needs what you have in that room. On my way driving here, as I was preparing my mind and my heart for this talk, I continue to repeat to myself, somebody in this room needs what I have. I've never met anybody in this room before. But I know there's somebody in here who needs what I have. So I walked in here with that mindset. And I'm delivering with that mindset. Everybody may not need it, but somebody needs it. And so I have to make sure that I perform, that I deliver, because if I don't deliver, you won't get what you need. Dominating in your specific area of gifting. So here's some questions that I want to ask you. What area of influence have you been called to? What area have you been called to dominate? What is your purpose and your assignment? Why are you here? And what is your framework for accomplishing it? Right? So what is your purpose and your assignment? And how do you do that every day? That place where you, are, where you operate with razor-sharp effectiveness. That, that's your area of influence. That place where you operate with razor-sharp effectiveness. When you do this thing, whew, you're like Michael Jordan in game seven. Right? You're like at the top of your game when you're doing this thing. 
when you're leading, right? When you're helping youth, when you're reaching out to the embedded um, membership for the Rotary Club to try to get them more involved. When you do this thing, people have to respond because you're operating in your sweet spot. That is your area of influence. There's this quote by Dr. Miles Monroe that just shifted the way that I think about myself and shifted the way that I think about what we do. He said, and every time I say it, I get excited. We were not created to lord over people. We were created to dominate in a specific area of gifting, and then the right people will come and eat from our tree. I'm going to let that simmer for a second. We were created to dominate in a specific area of gifting, and then the right people will come and eat from our tree. So let me simplify that. Anybody like apples or oranges? Apples, oranges? When was the last time an apple tree knocked on your door and said, do you want some apples? When was the last time an orange, is it an orange grove? An orange grove came to your yard and said, do you want some oranges? No, that never happened. <laughs> right. If you want it, what, what has to happen? You got to go get the fruit. So if anybody wants your fruit, that means you don't have to chase them to say, hey, you want some of my fruit? No. You are so busy producing that you attract the people that want what you have. So purpose is why you were created. Your assignment is how you demonstrate it in various environments. That's as simple as I can get it. Your purpose is why you were created. Your assignment is how to demonstrate that in various environments. So if I was created to encourage and equip leaders to become the better version of myself, how do I do that as a father? What is my assignment as a father? What is my assignment as a husband? What is my assignment as a coach, what I'm doing now? What is my assignment if you meet me in the grocery store and we've never met before, but we strike up a conversation? How do I make sure that you leave better? When you understand your purpose, you will find assignment no matter where you go because you understand, that the, you understand the value that you bring to that environment. So your purpose is why you were created. Your assignment is how you demonstrate it. Here's the thing about most of us. When it's something that simple, we try to intellectualize it. Now, that don't make sense. Not enough strategy, Jesse. We make it harder than what it has to be. When we learn how to just be who we're created to be, life gets a lot more simple. But when we try to complicate it, we are responsible for the results. Whatever you grind for, you have to manage that. So here are three decisions that everybody in this room has to make at some point. Either you're going to realign, you're going to reduce, or you're going to repackage. Say that with me. Realign, reduce, repackage. All right, let's talk a little bit about that. Realign. So how do you know when it's time to realign? What I'm talking about is realigning with why you, why you were created to be here. When you were born, you came into this world a blank, a blank slate. And then life started to pile on different layers, different expectations. And you became something, possibly, that you weren't supposed to be in the first place. You took on beliefs that you probably weren't supposed to have. And it took you further and further and further away from who you were supposed to be, right? And so you know when you need to realign when what you've been doing isn't working anymore. Or, you know, you have to embrace a belief structure and the habits that support the person that you were created to be. 
Who said that? Who, who had this quote? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Who said that? Is that Einstein? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that from so many people. You don't know who, who's the truth, right? But doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But today I challenge you to, to, to realign with who you were created to be and begin to adapt those habits because we have taken on habits Many of us have taken on habits that don't even work anymore. But we're so used to doing them, we've taken ownership of these habits, and we wonder why we're not getting the results that we, de that we desire, that, that we should be getting. Reduce. You know you have to reduce when you have too many competing demands. Family stuff, business stuff, your personal stuff, community stuff civic responsibilities, your health, like all of these things are important, but you have all of these com competing demands and it's taking you away from your center, what I call your center of confidence, that place of influence. And oftentimes, we take on all this stuff to make ourselves feel important. Oh, I'm busy doing this. Oh, I'm productive. No, you're not. You're distracted because you're not in your area of genius. You're not in that place where you can be most effective, right? You can't focus on your, on your area of influence because your hands are on everything. You're like a juggler that's juggling seven things. You got to keep your, your eyes and your hands on all these balls. But you don't realize that you're walking towards a cliff. I can say that with confidence because I've done that. And I have to check myself all the time. Whatever is not urgent, was not important, I delegate that or I destroy it. We have our strengths and we have our weaknesses. If, you're, if, if, if your weakness is administration and you're a five at that, you may never get to a 10, but you might get to a seven, but you might have somebody in your family, in your business, in your community that's already a 10. Why not bring them on and give them that responsibility so you can focus on what, you, what you're good at? Because more people get helped when you are focused on your strength. You can attract more people when you are focused on what you're good at. It doesn't make you weak. It just makes you focused. It doesn't make you weak. You're not losing anything. And then sometimes we have to repackage. Your environment is no longer responding to your presentation. We've been doing it this way for so long, Jesse. We've been doing this for 30 years. And it worked 20 years ago, but it's not working now. The message is good. The heart is good. The information is good, but the wrapping is old. So how do we repackage this thing to make it more palatable to people that we are assigned to? I've done this as a father. My son, I can tell him to do something. All right, Dad, he follows instructions. My daughter, not the same. I have to hug her and I have to kiss her, and I have to take her by the hand, and sometimes walk her to her room to clean her room up. But my son, I can say, okay, Dean, your room's getting messy. Go clean it up. All right, I can do that. But Naya, no way. Hey, Naya, your room's dirty. Go clean it up. I don't want to. Why don't you want to? I want to watch cartoons and eat my raisins. Okay, Naya, let's, let's clean your room up. Come here. Come to Daddy. 
pick her up, rub her on the back, kiss her on the cheek, put her down. Let's go. Let's, let's go to your room. You see that toy over there? Can you put that in the toy box? Oh, my gosh. What's under your bed? What's under my bed, Daddy? All those toys. Can you get them? Yeah. The result is the same, but I had to repackage it. So how can you do that for this organization? So you mentioned that you have to dig inside of your current membership base to get them engaged again. So what have you been doing? What are some tactics you've been doing to repackage this thing to attract them? There's nothing wrong with the organization. The mission is great. I feel the love in the room. So the environment is light. It's not heavy in here. So why aren't people showing up? Why, why isn't this place packed out? What does the Dearborn Rotary Club need to do to repackage this thing to attract the next generation? So how do we tap in? How do we tap in to a person's natural life flow? Everybody here has their own natural life flow. And when I was a part of an organization and they told me the mission, my first thought was, how do I fit? in that mission. I wasn't attracted by, hey, come be a part of this group. I've been a part of many groups. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm not concerned about being a part of a group. But how can we tap into a person's personal mission? And if they don't have a personal mission, how can we teach them? How, how can we bring it out of them? Because I believe as leaders, there are five areas that every leader must tap into individually. I'll call them the epic principles. Entrepreneurship, education, personal leadership, which is your mind, body, and soul, and your health, inclusive leadership, which is all about partnerships, and civic leadership. We all have a civic cause, whether it's Rotary Club, whether it's cancer research, whether it's youth development. We all have a civic cause. So how can the Dearborn Rotary Club tap into that part of the people that you're trying to attack, uh, not attack, attract. Maybe you are attacking. I don't know. <laughs> but I just wanted to start the conversation. You guys have something special here. And it, it would be a shame if this special was no longer in existence. Because we were holding on to things from the past. And we're not open to do things that were uncomfortable to propel us to the future. You done? Okay. Um, I didn't finish, but I, but I think we got some good stuff out of this, okay? Thank you, very, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate you guys. I had a great time. All right? Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. You can support the podcast by subscribing, downloading your favorite episode, and sharing the podcast via social media. Don't forget to visit kingdommogulcoaching.com to find more resources to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. Remember, what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.